Hi, and welcome to the Empower the Talk podcast. I'm your host, Liz Martin. I'm a certified sex educator, a sex positive parenting coach, and a certified doula. So I talk about sex a lot. Grab your coffee, wine, or water and get comfy because we are going to get intimate with these conversations as we work through creating stories around sex and pleasure that serve us well. Enjoy. As a sex educator, I'm sure you can imagine that my DMs and text messages can get pretty interesting to say the least. One of the reasons I had to hire a virtual assistant just to keep up with all of the questions and all of the support that was wanted. So when I think about the most frequent question that I receive as a sex educator, it is by and large, I have no drive. What do I do? Okay, primarily from individuals that are in relationships and seeking to support their partner in that space, wanting to do that more, wanting to engage in that with their partner, but unsure how to increase their drive because there is nothing there. So when I think about this question, the thing that I want you to hear is that knowledge is power. Okay, when we understand more about our bodies and our brains and how it specifically works in relation to our sex drive, I think we are better able to combat what's there, whether there is an issue or not. Because most of the time, there's not. It's just a lack of education. So that is no fault of your own. Sex education in the United States specifically is terrible. So this is not your fault. This is not your fault at all. But I want you to have this education and to arm you with this resource in order to better understand what's going on and have a better conversation with your partner. So I have no drive. What do I do? The number one thing that I want you to hear is that your brain is your largest sex organ. Hear that again. Your brain is your largest sex organ. Okay. We often assume that it is just our genitalia when we are thinking about sex, when we're thinking about doing anything with our partner or solo. Genitalia is important. Parts of the body are important. But by and large, your brain is the number one thing that we have to focus on because I know for most vulva owners that if your brain's not in it, your body isn't either right? You have to be interested in that moment with your partner. You have to be interested in engaging in pleasure. Your brain has to be there, okay? So I want to take this a step further as we're thinking about how our brain works in response to drive, all right? So the second thing that I want you to hear is that there are two different kinds of drive, responsive and spontaneous, all right? So spontaneous drive is what we often think of when we're um, thinking about drive as a whole of you think about it a lot throughout the day and you want to do it with your partner and you want to be in that moment with your partner and one thought triggers another thought and immediately you're ready to have sex, right? That's what we assume drive is supposed to look like and that individuals with higher drive that that is somehow superior, Oftentimes in relationships, there is a mismatch of drive and that one partner wants sex more frequently than another partner. That is pretty common among most monogamous relationships, okay? So recognize, number one, that you are the norm to the statistics, not the outlier. 
Okay, now as we think about spontaneous desire, it is very much that experience of you have one thought and you're ready to go, right? And I think that a lot of people don't experience that and then they think they're broken or that they're not having enough sex or not interested in having enough sex and that there is therefore something wrong with them. And that is not the case, all right? Spontaneous desire and responsive desire are both valid experiences of desire. Responsive desire is that individual that needs to go through the process. They need to allow their body time to respond to the stimuli. For some clients, that means reading a spicy novel because they know that it will get them in the mood and they're into the narrative that's taking place and the story that's taking place and that that allows them to better engage with their partner. Another experience of that could be needing to take the bubble bath and having time to wind down, having some time to chill, taking care of your body physically first that allows your mind to respond as your partner is complimenting you or giving you a back massage, really allowing your body the time that it needs to respond, okay? As I said, both of these are valid experiences of desire. There is not one that is better than the other. There is not right and wrong. But I do think that it's really, really important for you to engage in this conversation with your partner, right? If one partner is a spontaneous desire person and you are a responsive desire person, it's not going to add up to them why you're not in the mood as frequently as they are, right? And so being able to have this language, have your partner listen to this podcast, right? Let them understand this knowledge as well. Because again, knowledge is power. And so using that in your conversations with your partner of this is what it looks like to give my body time to respond. This is what it looks like to get me in the mood, All right, we're going to take that another step further and talk about the concept of how desire is perceived in our brain and the system that controls that in our brain. Okay, I'm going to use the visual of a car that we have both a brake and an accelerator system in a car right? We press both the gas and the brake, but we don't ever press them at the same time because that's ineffective, right? If both of them are slammed to the floor, nothing good is going to happen. I'm not a car guru by any means, but I know that that's not a good thing to do, okay? (laughs) We have both of these systems in our brain as well. Our brake system is there for a reason. It's what keeps our bodies safe and it is what allows us to be aware of things of like, oh, maybe this isn't the safest option or oh, maybe this isn't the right time or the right space, right? The break system are all of that narrative in our brain that tells us now is not the right time to have sex. Now is not the time. I know for a lot of clients, I hear this over and over, that their break system sounds like their never-ending to-do list, right? I know for me as a mom, it is needing to get the kids packed for school the next day, making sure their lunches are packed. Did I move that laundry over to the dryer? Did I finish the dishes? What is on my to-do list for tomorrow? Do I have enough time to get everything done? The never-ending to-do list as an individual, right? That isn't even just specific to to motherhood. That is just as an individual, the never-ending to-do list. For some people, 
that brake system is working in overdrive and it is just constantly going and never allowing your accelerator to be utilized, right? For some people, there's a very, very low threshold. It is very minimal amounts of brakes that are ever used. And sometimes we might perceive those people as being hypersexual. All of this is within the range of normal. We're not seeking to maintain a uh, middle of the road level on the brake system. It's all normal. No matter where you fall on your brake system, it's all normal. But it's really beneficial to be able to have that conversation with your partner of, this is what my brake system sounds like. These are the things that activate it. Okay? So the reverse of our brake system then is our accelerator, right? So these are all the things that trigger us to say like, yes, now's the time. I want to do it right now. All right. This again is a varying range of low, medium, and high responsiveness to that accelerator being pressed. Okay. For some individuals, it takes very little stimuli in order for their accelerator to be activated. I mean, those are the people that like you can brush their arm and just give them a certain look, certain little wink. And they're like, yeah, let's go in bed right now. Let's do it. Let's do it right away. Okay. For other individuals, it takes a lot more stimuli to get their accelerator going. They are the people that definitely need to read that spicy novel. They need to have a vibrator involved. They need um, to have a lot of emotional connection, touch connection. They need space to connect with their partner. None of this is right or wrong. It is all just a difference in how our bodies work and how the mechanics in our brain work. But again, if we've never been taught this, because it isn't talked about in sex education, then how are we to know how to have this conversation with our partner? I find so frequently that conversations and specifically conflict between partners at some level have to do with level of touch and level of sexual connection. If we're better able to have that conversation with our partner because we have the knowledge needed to have it, what does that do for your relationship, right? If you're, if you're able to communicate your needs and what your desire looks like, and then the brake and accelerator system affected with that desire... That is a huge ability to connect with your partner in a different way. I also know that there are many of you out there that are like, oh my God, Liz, that's so intimidating to begin. I don't even know how to sit down and have that conversation with my partner. And I want you to know that you're allowed to use me as a resource. Number one, have your partner listen to this podcast with you or send it to them to listen to in their own time. Number two, you are welcome to use me as a space to engage in this conversation. And that can look like a coaching call between the three of us of allowing both of you time to one, get the education and then two, be able to have that conversation together, be able to understand what this looks like in your own relationship inside of your own dynamics, because every single story is going to be different. Every single home is going to be different. And I never anticipate there being a one size fits all answer for every couple. But I think that if we can come into this conversation with education and validity that our story isn't wrong, wow, that becomes powerful. That becomes so powerful to the connection that you get to create with your partner.
I'm so proud of you for showing up today. You deserve this education. You're allowed to prioritize sexual connection and sexual education in a way that benefits your relationships. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving time, energy, and space to these maybe uncomfortable, definitely vulnerable conversations. You can find me over on empowerthetalk.com and when that chat bubble comes up, I would love to talk to you more about what came up for you in this episode. Be sure to keep this conversation going by subscribing and remember, pleasure is your fucking birthright.